if you're doing this full out and, you, and you're not hitting six figures, there's something wrong with your business. So, so the big question is, what are the top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? If you ever thought about this, you're not alone. No one has been able to get the answers until now. We spent the last few years helping agents sell billions in real estate, rubbing shoulders with top producers, which got us thinking. How can we expose more people to these insights to help raise the standard in the whole real estate industry? We then realized that we could help bridge the gap by getting secrets from the best of the best so that you can succeed. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Today we've got Scott Holiday with us. He has been in sales for 20 years. He was the VP of sales for LA Fitness. He's been in real estate now for five years. He's been a top performer at Remax in Edmonton. He's individually done over 50 plus transactions and he's getting into new home construction. He is also a big, big fan, big proponent of the Listings Lab, and I'm sure we're going to dive into that today. Today we're going to be discussing things like lead generation, cold calling, marketing, branding, and essentially all the key underpinnings or foundations of what we like to call the modern agent. Scott, we know this is going to be fire. We've been pushing this off for a little while over <laughs> the next couple of weeks. So thanks for jumping on and I uh, can't wait to dive into it with you. You guys are welcome, man. Good to be here. Well, fun, fun fact, my wife just actually came home with a seven-day LA fitness gym pass. No <laughs> way. Well, she's going to be signing up after that seven days. So you better get ready for that. If the reps yeah. were trained by if Scott. If the reps were trained properly, she will be joining within seven days. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, what I, what I like to do is I want obviously 20 years in sales is no joke. Obviously, you're a bit of a beast there and you've stuck at it. I want you to take us back to why you got into real estate. That's where there's usually a, a transitioning point there. And I, I like to give people context because, you know, people are at different points of their journey. So I want to know, you know, you're obviously doing some big things now and you have really made a big transition towards what we now call the modern agent. Um, and, you know, I want to go back to where it started because five years ago, I bet you weren't a modern agent. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I mean, it's real estate. I never... <laughs> I never woke up and thought, no, I want to be a realtor. Like, I mean, I, th I think a lot of things transitioned me um, into the position where I am today. It's almost crazy when I think back of some of the paths I've taken and the experiences of uh, I've had to be in a position where I am right now. You know, a, a lot of people over the years always just encouraged me of, you know, get your real estate license just from who I was and how I kind of operated and things like that. Um, so it, it was never, it was never like a glorified position of, oh, I want to be a realtor one day. It was just, it was, I was just kind of like nurtured along, <laughs> I think from all the things that I did, it, it, you know, in the, in, in, in the past. And, you know, my, my first year of real estate, I, I remember it's so funny. I mean, I, I did, I did 26 transactions my, my first year. I didn't have a fucking clue of the business. You know, but what I did understand was, you know, uh, lead generation and getting front, you know, getting in front of people. And it was just, it was for me, it was just more of a natural transition. I think from from the years of experience of doing certain things in sales. You know, not that I look at real estate like real estate is like a sales position because I don't see it that way, right? So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Funny. I was going to say it's interesting you say that because I think the sales side 
will have helped you a lot because you will have had certain muscle memory, like about following up with leads, for example, which is a huge one called fucking leads. That's that's exactly where I was going to go with this and ask the question of like, did your sales prior sales experience have anything to do with your current success and what that looked like, right? In real estate. Big time. Of course, big time. And yeah, absolutely. Like cold calling, cold leads. I mean, I, I, I could go back, you know, 15 years, you know, walking into companies. I used to work for, and it's funny that I'm doing what I'm doing now with, with the listings lab, by the way, um, you know, 15 years ago, I remember walking into businesses and, and trying to sell ads at the time. It was like more print and everyone's saying, you know, print is it's, it's a dinosaur. It's going to be, it's digital all the way And but it's, that's the type of relationships that I would try and build. I'd walk into, you know, a business and I would, you know, sell that company, you know, 20, 30, $40,000 of advertising space and things like that so it's so funny how things have lined up to where i am but yeah to answer your question um the fundamentals for sure i mean la fitness they've been around for 30 years they're they're the mecca they're they're giant across the u.s in terms of the fitness industry they revolutionize the fitness industry right yeah they're old school yes they're completely old school (laughs) guerrilla marketing of course the thing is about that type of marketing is what people confuse. Um, so I, I like to, I've got to kind of tread carefully here because me and Peter definitely support. So we, we support what we call like the single source. Yeah. So we believe you can hit seven figures with one source of leads. Right. Yeah. And that could be whatever it's going to be. And we've got multiple case studies from people, you know, ourselves doing it and people using our lead source, which is the same one you use. Then other people say using, YouTube, like we had Will on, he does 2.5 mil a year off organic YouTube, huge. People off cold calling, huge, like Jay Kinder, when it expires, he's done 4,000 homes, heavy on cold calling, like all this stuff works. People get trapped into like, I want to do it all, or like old school methods. And I think now with social media in general, leverage is now huge. It's like now you don't need to be on the phone 24 seven because you can run ads and you can have stuff going out there. And that's kind of doing those calls calls for you. So when you got into real estate, I want to, what was your first year? Like, how were you getting leads? What were you doing? Walk us through the first year. Um, so let's, let, yeah. Let, let me be clear on, on cold calling. Cause it, you know, I know it's one of the first things we're going to chat about here. I I've yeah. seen it. I've seen how it does work. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the yeah. thing with cold calling is you have to remember there's a small percentage of people on this planet that are good at it and that can systemize it in a way where they can completely scale up. Um, How did I get, you know, 26 deals my first year in real estate? Cold calling, 100%. That's the first thing I, that's the first thing I did because before I actually hit the ground running in real estate, um, I actually used to uh, help agents on the ISA side, inside sales. So I was the guy that, you know, would, would, would just load their week up with appointments. So I understood that concept. And once I got familiar with that, you know, and it's, it's almost like you've heard of Craig Proctor and Craig Proctor system. It's, you know, it's very geared towards cold calling and things like that. So, you know, I learned a lot of foundations from that. So, you know, doing, having that experience before I actually got my license made me think, hold on a second. 
I'm really good at this. So if I can create more business based on, you know, the volume that I'm doing, I could be successful. So I went into the real estate field kind of blind in one avenue in terms of experience and stuff like that. But, but I also knew that I could generate what I could generate based on what I was capable of doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a pretty fucking phenomenal first year as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, 26 deals in your first year. So I, the thing is, is I think wittingly and unwittingly, you set yourself up for massive success with, with like the previous jobs you'd done. And it's like, you were like a perfect storm to crush yeah. in hey, real estate. You know what, Andrew? I had no fucking concept that that was good. I didn't yeah. know. To me, it was like, why didn't I do 50? To me, it was just on, you know, here's what I do. I call X amount of people, you know, you build that rapport with them. You know, I was never really good on scripts anyway, but you know, you build that rapport and then, you know, that can generate my, my, so I had no benchmark. I had no idea. You know, I, I didn't know I was doing well until like eight months in, in the first year, my, my brokerage, I remember my manager was like, holy shit, you are killing it. I, I didn't understand that or, or know that right to me. I just, you know, I thought I was falling short. But that's, that's good. That, that kind of gives you people an idea listening as well, an idea on your mentality, which is like what you always tend to find with winners is their goals far outweigh. Like they're just, they're arbitrarily high, but 100%. then they aim like ridiculously high. So I'll give you a bit of a, a contextual story for me as well. Yeah. So when, um, so I used to work in Formula One, whether you know it or not, people listening, it's like, like, you know, IndyCar, but in Europe, right? And it's like the pinnacle of motorsport. Now, when I worked there, I decided that I was going to get fit. I was like, there's an on-site gym for free. And I was like, I literally had to walk past a free gym from the company with all the gear up to my house. It was dead center between the door <laughs> of my office and the door of my house was this free gym that I could go to. And it was only for us. Anyway, so I was like, well how do you get fit? And I was like, well, you've got to eat less and you just work out. And these were my two criteria. Yeah. Completely yeah. arbitrary. And I went, well, an average man should eat about two and a half thousand a day to kind of maintain. That's what I've heard. No research, by the way, but I'm like a six foot dude. So I was like two and a half thousand. So yeah. if I want to lose weight, maybe like 15 to 1800 and yeah. I'll train six days a week. Right Ooh. now, Looking like this is going, you can't do that, but you, you can't eat less food and less calories and less protein and then train six days a week because you wow. haven't got, you can't, well, anyway, I didn't get told this. So anyway, nine months later, I basically had a full six pack, was lifting 140, so I weighed 84 kilos and I was lifting 140 kilos and I was eating 1800 calories a day. And then I was lift, uh, the day I lifted 140, I only did it twice. The day I did it, Someone was like, dude, what's your like training regime? And I was like, oh, I just eat 1500 calories a day because I want to lose weight. And I just train six days a week. And he was like, but how are you lifting so much weight? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I just come in and I lift the weight. And he was like, no what, what do you do? You do protein shakes? Do you do all this? And I was like, why would I do that? And he's like, well, your muscles need to repair. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. No one told me. So yeah, anyway, yeah. in nine months, I achieved what most people don't achieve in fucking five years because I would just blindly went, I'm just going to get yeah. really fit in nine months yeah, and yeah, just yeah, did no yeah. research and went into it super ignorant and blind. And then I got the outcome because I wasn't, 
this also comes into limiting beliefs, which we discussed quite a lot, which like I hadn't got these self, uh, not self-imposed, but like imposed by others beliefs that like you have to do this regime, you have to do this workout to get this, this and this result. The reality is you work more and you eat less and you can get what you want. But no one told me that you had to have all this other shit. And I never did. I still don't now. I still train the same way. My body's fine. <laughs> so you know what? Screw standards. Oh my, 100%. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it, it, well, this is what you're like. This is what so many top producers are like. They're like, I'm just going to go and do this. So Pete, Peter as well is a great example. He was, you know, he came in and everyone's like, well, you can't do what you've done. And Peter's like, well, we've already done two million in two weeks or three weeks, whatever it was. He'd already done two million. Yeah. And people were like, you can't do that. And he's like, what do you mean? I've just already done it. And they were like, oh, we, who was, we were speaking to someone. They thought he'd done that in a year. And it, we were like, no, it took me three, my first three weeks in real estate from the day I got my license. I had already closed 2 million in homes. Wow. And because he was just like, I'm just not going to believe. Slow. I feel like that's been slow. Don't convert. He was like, they fucking convert. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, as you have that mindset and you're moving along, then you'll have to adjust to what's realistic in terms of servicing and things like that. But right. you cross well, that's that fucking bridge that when it comes, now. you know? hundred you know, percent. That's the issue that I'm running really into now. It's like, I've done so well, so quickly. And now it's like, how do I grow it? And then I'm like, oopsie, another oopsie. <laughs> it's like, crap, fuck, fuck this yeah. one up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's failing forward very fast. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't want it it's, anyway. it's almost too fast where like the last week, Andrew and I, we went back and forth about this. It's like, I almost have to take a step back in order to take the five steps forward because i'm going so fast that i'm not keeping up and then my team has trouble keeping up with me which is actually hurting me big time yeah and it's because i am putting deals together that should have never been put together because of my own ignorance where it's like oh what do you mean i can't do that but i've already done it here's an executed contract can you actually get them through underwriting and He's like, yes, but I need like seven days. I'm like, well, then what are we waiting for? Like, why did I execute this contract? Like you told me they're good to go, right? No, yeah. he said, they're potentially good to go. I said, all right, let's not get wrapped up in the technicalities. <laughs> they're either a yes or they're no. Why am I wasting time here? You know, because yeah. I'm like, go, go, go. Like on a, like last Monday, I wrote a million dollars in deals. Quite frankly, they did fall apart. That's the shit nobody is willing to share and talk about. But now I know why they fell apart. So the next million that I that I got under this week, actually, I think a million and a half or a million, one one point eight. I don't know. Like isn't that one way or the other? I it, don't get me wrong. It is yeah. relevant, but it's not because I'm focused on the action, not on the outcome. The outcome is product of my action and the action is so much more powerful my first year of real estate i didn't fucking pre-approve people you want to go out let's go you know and it's (laughs) like i understand what you're saying but you you, that that's hindsight look i'm starting up um in a new city like we literally just relocated we just we're running a business back there in alberta you know and i feel like now like over the last five years i'm going to put it together in the first year here Right. You learn so much and you tweak and, you know, you evolve in certain areas. So, but I, I don't want to ever lose that drive of, you know, I guess how you say, like <laughs> just ig- ignorance in a degree, but like, yeah, man, it's just all mindset. It's all, 
you know, everyone's yeah, like, got I'm, I'm in a market where I have no referrals, no, no friends, no, like no family, brand new area. Wow. So like for me, online lead generation is the only way to really go. Yeah. Right. Whether we're talking yeah. about paid or organic, like lead generation is a way of life and closing deals, ABCs, always be closing, always be connecting, whichever, you know, one you want to choose. It's just, it's just a habit. It's not even a routine. It's a yeah. habit. And yeah. it's a skill set that you acquire. Nothing special. You know, like this morning, 7 a.m., I was out showing a house because I am booked for the rest of the day. I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'll wake up early. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. It's it, well, that thing, though, right, where it's like having the vulnerability to go, like, last week I got a million under contract and by this Monday all three had fallen apart. But in this week to have got a new 1.5 million under contract. So if that other one hadn't fallen about in two weeks, it's another 2.5 million that would be under contract. And people are like, well, you work out what two and a half percent of that is. That's your right. GCI. And that's getting, what is that more than the average realtor in the US makes in a year? I don't know. What's two and a half percent of what 2.5 million, you know? I, guess you had to know, but I'll do the math for you. And you it's like one and a half million, right? Uh, two and a half if you had the week before as well yeah so one and a half is 37 five yeah, yeah. two and so a half is about 62 five so about 60 is, yeah about 62 five exactly more than the average real and the reason i, I want to say this is like it's about just taking action and failing i do like that quote failing forward because i actually think it epitomizes something very true which is like just take action you're gonna fuck up and like own your fuck ups, but and then you won't do it again. Cause like that million dollars say he's just lost potentially 20 grand that's now gone, but it's like, it's a big lesson. You know, it's right. like, okay, well, I'm not going to make those three mistakes, three individual mistakes, three mistakes wrapped up. And it's just like, I, I love this topic. Like we're super passionate about this because we're just, we genuinely feel like we're on the cutting edge of like a, a huge industry shift. Like yeah. the whole of real estate is shifting. And we've seen it, and the pandemic has been a big proponent of this, from what we can tell. And, you know, it's it's so, so, so exciting that, that it's like, I know everyone's going on about like crypto and all this other shit that's kind of out and new. And it's like, it's awesome. Real estate is like the best, most tried and true way to make money forever. It's legacy money is real estate. That's what it is. You know, it's all. It's crazy. You're talking about an industry that's really never changed for years and years. And we're seeing a lot of things changing now as everything's changing in the world, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're in interesting times. Like we are, if you break down the changes throughout the entire world, we're in an insane time to be alive. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. So I know we touched on cold calling, but I, I, I want to, uh, I want to get into, you know, your yeah. first topic, which is Call, call call inversing marketing you know targeted marketing to uh, to an audience yeah. so let's unpack that um uh, you know from your perspective yeah and again just going back i mean you know one of the first go-tos that you know i did do was was cold calling and it was because of you know i had the belief i had the skill in that and you know i just i i had my systems down and that's how i operated so this is not to, you know, really look at cold calling as, as, as a, as a dinosaur, because it, it's a, it is, it is a strong pillar in real estate that a lot of people use. However, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a difference between cold calling and 
messaging to your ideal audience. I didn't really realize that for, for, for a long time. Um, you know, and, and you have to break down cold calling, like, look, just accept what it is. It's cold. You know, that going into that call, it's cold. You have no control over who you're getting on the other side of that, that call. So you better be really fucking good at what you do with something that, you know, in an industry that is saturated. Right. And, and you're right. It's a lot of the times it's, it's the person that's controlling that right? It's not that lead generation company or this or that. A lead is a lead. And so, you know, understanding, really taking a pivot there from doing that for years and then transitioning into a whole different concept when, you know, when I um, stumbled upon the Listings Lab uh, with Jess Lenneville and all of her sorcery, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it changed everything for me. It changed the, the concept of really understanding, putting down that phone, understanding who your ideal client is and messaging to them on the biggest platform on the planet, social media, is still hard for people. It's still a struggle. And that's not to say that you can't do both, but I'm just saying there is a complete change. There is a complete world of difference from cold calling versus you know, messaging to, to your right audience. Look, some agents cannot stand cold calling and they're not good. They can't do it. They can't stomach it. Some agents will do it and they will take it to another level. They will hire third-party ISAs and, you know, train them and they'll take it on a higher scale. Right. So everyone's different. I made the decision of walking away from that. And I was no slouch in cold call. You know, yeah, I, no, 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 not at all. Like <laughs> I knew, I knew what I had to do, but when I really took that shift and, you know, understood that, that the power of social media and, and you're really your presence and, and understanding who your ideal client is in a way where like, I'm not trying to be the Jack of all trades realtor. I'm trying to get very clear on who my audience is and I'm messaging very specifically with them or, or very, you know, just being real, it changed my entire game, man. It changed can I, everything. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, sure. First of all, how did you figure out your ideal audience? Because I know that's what our, what our, you know, listenership is, is thinking. It's like, how do I know whether I want to work with first-time home buyers, people that are upgrading, downgrading, or how did you figure out who your ideal audience was? And then what kind of messaging or how did you craft the messaging? Can you give us an example of that? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. And it's, we could probably do a full, a full call on, on that area itself. But I mean, obviously the direction with the listing lab, this is what they dial in on. This is what, like you're talking about market research, extensive market research to understand who your ideal audience is. I, I cannot stand working with investors. I hate it, right? Why? But there's like a specific reason I, I just for me it's like i i it's, it's almost like there's you're, you're spinning your wheels a lot and i'll be honest really i can relate yeah you know what i mean like real <laughs> this is why i'm asking this because i'm a newbie right so for anybody yeah. listening whether you listen at this time i consider myself a newbie probably for the first year two or three years i consider myself new i don't care how many transactions i've done there's always something yeah. i can learn yeah i've yeah. been recently working with an investor amazing guy but every single property 
there's something wrong with it. I'm like, I, I just, the product you're asking me to find you simply does not exist. Right, so help me right, understand right. what I can actually do to either find you the right property or you accept that you got to raise your price point or lower your expectations. And I'm not saying that to lower your expectations, lower your standards. But I'm saying is like, as an investor, I just look at stuff a little bit differently, but this is also my first experience. So I'm a newbie. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. You know, and, and honestly, Peter, like look at who you are as a person. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, some people, some realtors love investors. They, they'll kill it. They, they, they'll dial in on everything. They know all the stats They're That's what they're really good for me. There's no passion in that. There's no emotion in that. Right. I, I've got three daughters. I live in a big house. You know, I, I, t- I talk to uh, people about this all the time and, and understanding who my ideal client is, where they're kind of, we're, we're kind of matching each other on a personal level. You have to do that to a degree. Yes, I also want an ideal client to be lucrative and in demand, but rather than chasing everyone, well, that's my strength. You know, put me in a front, front of a family. I always say that I'll, I'll move mountains, put me in front of an investor. I'm, I, they're probably going to irritate me. It, you know what I mean? So, what? so understanding your ideal client allows you to um, have a natural way, not fake, but have a natural way of messaging to them so specifically. Because think about how much, think about how much psychology runs through real estate. Yeah, it's totally true. Holy shit. There's a small percentage that's transactional. Everything else is all based on emotions and psychology. Relationships, right? I mean, one of the things, I mean, I, I, even if people just kind of to tangibly understand, it's like if someone just, it's kind of a stupid example, but it's like, you can go and yeah. get a coffee from like one of the machines you pour, you put your own granules in or whatever you put your thing. I don't even drink coffee. So whatever, whatever. And you get that. And it's like, I know a buck. Oh, you got a Starbucks and you get one. It's like seven. But then imagine there was like that coffee stand and it was like the perfect coffee for contractors. And it might've been like 11 bucks, but it was like, perfectly tailored just for them exactly how they like it served in exactly the time in the container so it didn't splash around and stuff and it's like you can the understanding you can actually also subsequently charge more for i know with real estate obviously we're uh fixed with the percentages to a certain degree at least on the buy side but what people fail to understand is there's an old saying in business which is the riches are in the niches right which is actually really nailing down who you want to work with specifically will actually yield you outsized returns than if you don't. The problem a lot of people have is they go, well, why the fuck would I do that when I could just target everyone in the US, right? right? right. I can just go after everyone in the US as a home buyer. So I service everybody. And it's like, no, you actually don't service nobody. Exactly. You what you want to do, like Peter's team or Peter's, uh, his brand is Bo- Boca, the Boca boss, right? Boca boss. It's like one location is Boca. That's it. It's not outside. It's not here or there. It's literally just Boca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it will go out for those yeah. for those other deals, but my primary area of focus is here. Yeah. And it's like focus on who you want, where they want, the income levels, the the types of buyers or sellers you want to work with. If you want to be a buyer agent or just seller agent, it's like you got to figure out exactly what you want. It's like, in fact, I'll give just everyone another very brief example. This yeah. podcast. We designed exactly who it's for. 
they, we d- this podcast is designed specifically for people who are around that 40k mark so they're making some transactions they know kind of the, how the cogs work to yeah. get them up to multi six figures yeah so it's like how do you get from say 50 to like 250 grand like this yeah. could do way more than 250 i mean some of the strategies here are like insane they can get you to multi seven figures yeah. but yeah. it's like the goal for us is to take you our, our internal goal at elite agent secrets and our, our maverick team is every agent should be a minimum of a six-figure agent. I don't yeah. believe anybody in this world got into real estate wanting to make less than six figures ever, right? Yeah. So like yeah. that is our goal. Everybody that listens, we want everyone to make six figures a year. That's our goal. It's so achievable though. I feel like right. if, you're, if you're doing this full out and, you, and you're not hitting six figures, there's something wrong with your business. So fix it, change it. Which is exactly why we interview sure. awesome like you (laughs) maybe you don't even treat it as a business right and going back going back to exactly exactly and going back to cold calling like look cold calling and messaging to your ideal client they both have the same fucking agenda it's getting in front of people right i can get in front of people on a higher platform that are my audience that resonate with me where i'm being real i'm being myself do you know how much business i get from non-real estate related content I get so much business from stories or personal stuff or even posting Instagram stories, Facebook stories that have nothing to do with real estate. It's because I've I've already set the tone. I'm messaging the right way to my audience. They're going to keep coming back. I look, I I'm relocating, man. It, like over the last couple of months, I I have laid low on social media cuz you know, I've been busy. <laughs> I've been relocating to different cities. I have so many people messaging me. Hey, what's, you know, where's the content? What's going on with you? You're very quiet. That's <laughs> to me, that's a compliment. It is. And right? it's so true, right? This is that niching down to like, hey, I want to speak to this person. And when that content comes out, the reason it is, is people want to do business with people that they think are similar to them, that resonate with them, that share common interests, common ground. And like, you'll be stunned. I mean, you're not because you are literally the living proof of making all the money from it now and growing a new team, a new business. And I'm sure we're going to touch on where your goals are for this towards the end. But it's like, this stuff just, it really, really works. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. Now, before you go, we're giving access to a private training we did where we revealed the top three niches to get listings today completely for free. So if you want access, you can go and download that training at EliteAgentSecrets.com. We're regularly releasing new trainings, guides, and cheat sheets. So make sure to head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com and sign up so you don't miss out.